0: there. Welcome to the How to Market Your Horse Business podcast. I am so glad that you're here with me today. In case we are new friends, my name is Denise Alvarez and through my business Storm Lily Marketing, I help horse business owners like you create and implement effective website marketing strategies. I love to help you build sustainable businesses so that you can be out in the barn doing more of what you really love to do. And I know that not everybody loves or gets excited about marketing, and you might even be here a little bit begrudgingly because you know that marketing really does matter when it comes to growing your business. So that's why I love to use a mix of step-by-step strategies and basic how-tos for you to help you not only see what's possible for your horse business, but I'm going to guide you through that process. So today we are going to do that. Now, up until now, most episodes of the How to Market Your Horse Business podcast have been focused on avenues of online marketing. And that's been intentional because we all know that they are readily available. And oftentimes, online marketing is a free option for you to get out there and connect with new potential customers for your horse business. However, Today we're talking about something that certainly can apply to the things that you're presenting online for your business, but mostly the things we're talking about today apply to your signs or your banners or flyers or stall fronts that you're designing or having designed for your business. Now, I live in Missouri, and so it's a pretty rural area around here once you get outside of the city limits of Springfield, where I happen to live. And my family recently has become friends with some people in the Missouri Foxtrotter rural. Now, many of you probably know that Ava, Missouri, is the headquarters for the Missouri Foxtrotter. And that's not too far from our house, and it's even closer to where my parents live. And so one of our new friends that we've made recently has a house that's not too far off the highway. And when he moved there, one of the first things that he did was to put the word out by putting a sign in his pasture that's right next to the highway. So he wanted everybody that drives by to know that his place had foxtrotters, especially because of where we are located in Missouri. Now on his sign, he's got the name of his business and his phone number and a simple picture of a foxtrotter horse that everybody would recognize. It's essentially a part of their logo. And so he'll be the first to tell you that based on that sign being right there in his pasture, he has had a number of phone calls or conversations at the store just based on someone seeing that sign. Now, lest you think that signs are just for roadside pastures, I have another story for you. I was listening to an interview with NRHA $2 million rider Casey Deary recently, and in that interview, just a snippet of it, he shared about how one of his best customers actually came to him early on through a sign that his wife had at the end of their driveway or at the end of their road saying that they had riding lessons available. Now, this gentleman ended up bringing his kid in for riding lessons. They built a relationship. And wouldn't you know, later on, he started buying high-end performance horses and became involved in the riding industry. And now he is actually one of the dairy's best customers that they ride for, or that Casey rides for, I should say. So I want you to remember that people are going to be driving by and they're going to see your facility, and they're going to see your beautiful horses. There's a place that I drive by regularly, and they have the cutest miniature horses, and there are a ton of them, so I know they do it in some sort of way as a business. And I always think, gosh, I wish I knew what that business was so I could look them up on Facebook or find their website, but I'm going by on the interstate, so it's not like I can just pull in, drive to their house, and knock on the door and ask. So I still have no idea what that business is. So for you, whether you are a breeding or a boarding stable, or you provide riding lessons, or you're a trainer, having a sign on your property where people that are driving by can easily see it, it seems like a no-brainer to me. And the same can be said with having flyers at local equine businesses or banners at local horse shows and rodeos that you could sponsor to help get the word out. But having a banner, flyer, or roadside sign isn't the key. The key is having the right elements on your sign to be sure that you can make the most of that space and actually connect with your potential customers. So here are the five key elements that you need for an attention grabbing sign. First of all, you want a clear logo and business name. You want it to be super easy for the people who see your sign or banner or flyer to know exactly who it's for. Don't make them guess. Don't make them question if they're seeing it right. As well-known marketer Donald Miller says, clarity wins every time. Not confusion. Now, a quick word of caution here. While it might depend on the purpose or use of your sign or banner, I personally don't think that your logo should always be the biggest thing on there. Yes, you do want it to be clear, but remember, This is element number one of five. So we have a few more things that we want to be included on this sign. And that takes us to number two. The second thing that should be on your sign is what it is that you actually do. Now, this is another instance where you don't want to pick something cutesy or clever over something that's just clear. Let's look at Casey Deary, for example. If the sign at the end of his road had only said Casey Deary Performance Horses, and it included a phone number or a website, maybe, his new customer may not have known that he actually provides writing lessons, or at least did at the time. Now, one of the easiest ways that you can do this is below your logo is often where we see it, but it could depend on the design of the sign. You could have it next to it. But here's what I'm saying. You want to include a few words that easily describe what you do. For example, for XYZ stables that has both boarding and lessons, they could say XYZ stables, and then below it say writing, and then have a little dot or a little icon. And then after that, it could say boarding. And then if they do something else, if they do provide lessons or training, then have that little icon again and have the word training. So it breaks up that text, but it makes it super easy to read and easy to see what it is that they do. Now, another good example is if you provide horse training, then you would include that on there. Like I said, the more specific and clear that you can be, the more likely you are to have the right people call you or look you up online, which leads us to number three on our list. And that is to make sure your sign includes your website. Now, in this day and age, almost everybody who drives by or sees your sign at an event or at a show has the internet right there at their fingertips because they have a smartphone. So when they go to Google you, what is it they're going to find? Now, even better than that, keep them from having to Google you and put your website right there on your sign so they can get straight to it when they see it. I promise you when people drive by the one that you have at the end of your driveway or in your pasture by the highway, they're either going to tell the person that's with them in the vehicle, hey, look that up really quick on your phone. Or if they're by themselves, they might grab their phone and say, hey, Siri, remind me to visit XYZ website this afternoon. So your job is to make it easy for them. Don't rely on those people to remember your name or Google you later on. Now, if you're thinking, Denise, I don't have a website, let me remind you that I shared back in December that even a one-page website can do wonders for your business, and I will be sure to link to those episodes or that specific episode on the show notes of this episode here. And there, I also have an example that I would love for you to check out. You can go to stormlily.com slash one page to get there very quickly, and right there you're going to see what's possible with a one-page website. And of course, if you have any questions as you look at that, or if you want me to help you get started and design your website, I would love to do that. So just reach out and let me know and we'll get that conversation started. Okay, let's move on to item number four that needs to be on your attention grabbing sign. You need to make sure you include a phone number. Now, for the same reason that you want to include your website, having your phone number on your sign is super important. Don't have it so small that they can't read it, by the way. And again, if they're driving by or they have someone in their car that's going to take a picture or say, hey, get that phone number really quick, then that's why you need to pay attention to the size. Now, of course, yes, I said you need to have your website because people want to look online. But there are still lots of people who prefer to just pick up the phone and give you a call. And like I said, especially if they're driving by, they might want to do that when they make their next stop. And you don't want to miss out on that phone call that could be your next best customer or client. Now, a quick side note on this too. If you're leaving a phone number, please make sure that your voicemail is set up, number one, that you're actually receiving voicemails. And then make sure that you have a return message where you say your business name on there so that they don't hear it and go, ah, shoot, did I even call the right number? I'm not going to leave a message because I'm not sure. So don't make them have to guess. Again, make it easy. Okay, that is four things. Here's your fifth that you're going to include on your attention, grabbing, sign, or flyer, stall front, whatever it might be. Include imagery that makes it clear what you do. Are you a jumping instructor? Then have an image of some sort on your sign or on your banner that makes it very clear from the get-go that you're involved in the role of jumping. So have a picture of somebody jumping. There's lots of clip art, all kinds of things out there that you can include. Now, maybe you're a reigning horse trainer or a cow horse trainer or a dressage trainer. You get the idea. It's pretty easy to have your designer include some imagery on your sign or your banner, again, to make it very clear. Now, of course, if we're talking about stall signs and stall fronts, you don't want just an icon. You're going to want some professional images. I'm sure at least something that's really high quality. Now for the rest of you, you probably could just get by with some high quality photos that are from your phone or again, some clip art your designer might have. It's really just depends on your use case and what your designer has available. But the goal here is to present yourself well and clearly on your sign. Okay, so there you have it. Those are your five key elements that you want to be sure are included on all of your signage. Now, I know it's the beginning of 2021 at the time of this recording and when you all will hear it, so this is really a great time to take a look at what you already have. Take stock and take inventory of the signage that you have and maybe what you need to get designed or created before spring comes along when you'll be focused on looking for new clients or things start to pick up in your training and boarding facility. You want to do it before you don't have time to do it. Now, of course, as always, if you have any specific questions on what I've shared here today, I would love to hear from you. And I'm always available. You can shoot me an email or a message on Instagram or Facebook. And then remember, I will have a summary of today's episode over on the show notes at stormlily.com slash 16 for episode number 16. And of course, I'll link to that one page website I was telling you about as well. Now, if you are not subscribed to the podcast yet, be sure to jump into your favorite podcast listening app. That way you'll get a notification when I drop a new episode each week, sharing some practical and helpful tips for you in marketing for your horse business. So again, you can sign up for updates on email too. You can just jump over to my website at stormlilymarketing.com and click on the podcast page and you will be able to sign up for email updates there as well. So again, thank you so much for joining me here on the podcast. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week and I will talk to you next week.